Exit 52 podcast, instant analysis. It's your boy Banks here. Taylor is out this week uh, covering soccer up in Ithaca. So I'll be driving the bus a little bit uh, here to discuss a 13-3 and Ravens win, an ugly one here in Baltimore over the Panthers. Um, pretty frustrating game overall to watch. I think a uh, bit of an eyesore for everybody who had to sit through most of it. Uh, but I think there's a lot of headlines to be taken out of this. Most importantly, I think the defense here put up an outstanding performance, allowing 205 total yards, um, only three points to a you know an abysmal Carolina team. But that's what you want to see out of a team like that. Uh, I'm joined here with Eric RDT. Uh, your thoughts on today's game? I fell asleep at multiple points of this game, and that's not even an exaggeration. I, like, I mean, the first half, the first three quarters, the first. Up until what? About six minutes, eight minutes left in the fourth. I mean, the game is a snoozer. And even after that, it was mm-hmm. kind of like, all right, well, you know, it's like they got that field goal to go up, and then and then they got the um the Ravens got that other turnover, and it's like, all right, well, this game is over. Like the Panthers, the Panthers couldn't do anything. I mean, Baker Mayfield stinks. I think he's really bad. We had said their only real weapons were Deontay Foreman and um DJ Moore, and those two both had twenty four yards. Foreman had twenty four yards receiving. Moore had 24 yards, or sorry, Foreman had 24 yards rushing. Moore had 24 yards receiving. It's like they limited those guys. You take them away, there is nothing. I mean, nothing on this team. And and I, I don't know if it was, and I mean, there was no juice at the bank up until, again, eight, eight six minutes left in the game when, when Marcus Peters kind of tipped that, you know, flicked that ball out. But it was a boring game. It was. It, it seemed like the crowd wasn't into it. It was hard to be into it. With again, with a three nothing, you know, halftime score, um, and it was three three going into the fourth. Um, so a, a win is a win. I think this is one that you kind of just say, yeah, you know, they won. Let's get it over with. They they didn't dominate a bad team. They they beat a bad team. But again, they, they're seven and three. A win is a win. It's a home win. You know, you'll take those any day. Um, just a boring game. Not the offense didn't look. I don't think it looked bad, but it didn't. It it wasn't good. Like it, it was really weird. Demarcus Robinson obviously had his big coming out party. Him and Lamar seemed to really, really whatever was missing before they found something, you know, over the bye or and 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 they they're working well together. Seeing Andrews back was good, but you know the rushing attack obviously Kenyon Drake does what he does and comes alive in the second half. Um, ten carries for forty six yards. He had that long one that that really put the nail in it, you know, bringing it down. Um down to the one or two. But other than that, I mean, the offense was kind of, it was just there. It was like, kind of just like they were going through the motions. It was, it was, it was a very, very weird game. And again, it's a, it's a game that you, the Ravens win and you go, all right, well, let's, let's just move on from that. Let's, let's just, we, we're not even going to discuss that. Yeah, it was, it was tough to watch all the way through. And I think that they, it was one of those games where, you could clearly tell who the better team was, but they just weren't creating any separation on the scoreboard. Or every time they put themselves in position to really take full control of the game, they would, you know, have a penalty on third down, or they'd get sacked and knock them out of field goal range, or they just couldn't put together like a cohesive drive to get down into the end zone until they were able to get the ball. I want to say that the the touchdown drive, the only touchdown uh, in a game between either team, I think they started the drive inside Carolina territory. And it was the the first play of the, the drive, I think was the run by Drake that put him close mm-hmm. to the goal line. So um, just kind of a frustrating game offensively from that regard. And I think, I think you're going to have those types of games from time to time during a season. And, you know, there's something to be said about the idea that it's better to have that game against 
you know, a real dud of a team like Carolina, then you play offensively like that against a Buffalo or a Kansas city, you're going to get left in the dust and you're going to be chasing your tail the rest of the day. Um, so I guess there's some positive perspective to be taken from that, but it doesn't really lend itself to a lot of encouragement that this offense is performing at the level that it needs to. You said, you know, nail on the head there to Marcus Robinson. What a game for him. Nine for 128. Um, caught all nine of his targets. It just seemed like he was having everything he wanted on these outside routes. So Hardball said that they, you know, in the post game that um, Carolina was playing like a four, three stack that really, you know, added a safety to the box that, that took away a lot of the middle of the field in the passing game, but it just opened up everything for Robinson on the outside. So I think he may have just been, you know, the right guy in the formations and um, you know, to, to kind of thrive off that. But if you look at the, the receiving numbers, uh, the individual numbers, you look down the board and you've got Robinson for nine for 128. Mark Andrews came back, caught six for 63. You know, he was a presence, but he didn't have a great game, but mm-hmm. he was definitely involved. Um, and beyond that, really nothing at all. And you see the for the wide receiver position itself, you've got Robinson having the day he had, and Duvernay had one for three yards. Nobody else caught on a one ball. target, too. Yeah, nobody else caught a ball on the receiving end. Uh, Prochet had two targets, couldn't reel one in, and that's it. I mean, they they tried to mix in um, Isaiah Likely. He he had a couple of drops. Uh, Josh Oliver caught a real short one. There was uh, and I think the one that Likely caught was like a shovel pass type deal. So, um, in terms of Lamar dropping back and making throws downfield, it just it was pretty non-existent, other than a bunch of out routes to to Marcus Robinson. So that doesn't really excite you much. And the ground game wasn't really turning much either. You know, they mm-hmm. going into the buy, they, they really were turning it on in the ground game between um, the second half in Tampa and then all night in New Orleans, that run game just really wasn't there today. Um, you know, Lamar, every time he kept the ball, it seemed like he ran into trouble and he reeled off the big long one and, and Prochet had the hold on the edge that kind of brought that back. Um, just kind of a frustrating game offensively. And I think for any time you watch a football game, your, your, your perception of the quality of the game is generally based on offensive success. So that leaves a bad taste in Ravens fans mouths in my mouth as well. But at the end of the day, the defense played just a tremendous game. Like I said, at the top of the show, they just, they were constantly in the backfield, uh, disrupting Baker Mayfield and they were stuffing the run all, all day, 17 carries for 36 yards. Uh, that's the tally for the, for the Carolina as a team. Um, they're really, you know, they've turned it around in a big way. You've got to give a lot of credit to Mike McDonald for what he's done after the way the season started. And these guys are getting healthy, you know, Tyus Bowser's involved and, and he's, you know, playing well, They've got JPP. Obviously, Roquan Smith played a big factor today. And it's what what we said when Smith got traded for. Patrick Queen um, is allowed to kind of do what he does best, which is fly around and and go to the football. And he had, um, you could maybe call it a career game today. He had 12 tackles. He had a sack. He was just constantly in the backfield, especially in the first quarter. So um, there's something to be said about a defense that's, you know, playing in dominant fashion. And I'm sure I, I don't have numbers in front of me, but I'm sure if you, if you carve out the last, I don't know, six weeks or so that this defense's numbers have got to be damn near top of the league. 
which is what you want to see coming down the stretch here because the way the Ravens are constructed with, you know, what should be a, a strong running attack and Lamar Jackson being who he is, um, when the defense is playing well, this is when the team can really, really thrive. So um, there are some encouraging signs there. And they finally got that. I mean, we I predicted a shutout for this game, and we almost had it. And we also, <laughs> I think all of us were talking about, hey, this is going to be the game that they get a defensive touchdown. They had the defensive touchdown. Jerome Boger, just him and his crew, blew the whistle too soon on the the Marcus Peters strip. So um, that, that that play was I and when I was watching it, I originally thought that they had ruled. I thought he blew him down. I thought he blew the the Panthers ball carrier down. And then when they went back and reviewed it, or you know, they were just like, oh no, I I, I guess they didn't. I I must have been watching it in the haze or whatever. But I was or I was like that. I was like, did they blow him down and then talk about it and completely reverse it? But I think I was wrong there. But yeah, I mean that that's Mark. I mean Marlon was high stepping thirty yards to the end zone. Yeah, I mean that was the scoop and score he had in Seattle late in the game a couple of years ago. Um, I yeah, it's a little bit frustrating. Um, but yeah, the defense there in the fourth quarter closing out the game that's just it's such a stark contrast from what we saw against uh, albeit better offenses but um they were just constantly you know feel it felt like the Panthers got the ball three four times down 10 late in the game with just like hey maybe they can drive down the field and make this somewhat of a game or at least throw the onside kick into the mix and no the Ravens defense came out and they 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 took down Baker they picked them off they they made plays and and that's exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, you said, I mean, the defense JPP had a great game. I mean, he had the big sack, obviously the interception on the deflection. Um, Peters, like we talked about, finally had that he, you know, he hadn't been there. He hadn't been making those plays and he finally had that, the, the strip, the, 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 whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, he had that, which again, that, that really kickstarted everything for the Ravens that, that brought the juice back. Uh, to the crowd, it seemed like to the team, you know, and and from there it was just over, because like we said, the the just awful offense by uh by Carolina. But yeah, I mean Patrick Queen, like you said, twelve tackles, nine solos, half a sack, a tackle for loss. That guy, he's been flying around, you know, him and Roquan together. It seems like it's something that's going to work. Um, and and I, you know, again, defense played awesome, offense not so great. But if you want to talk about, I think the big takeaway from this game, it's going to be what the injuries are. And it's going to be Kyle Hamilton, yep. who you saw. It was that he got taken out by friendly fire. Is that what it was? I think uh, something to that regard. I can't quite remember. Yeah, I, um, I remember seeing him walk off. I don't remember how it happened or whatever. And then the 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 Ronnie Stanley thing, which was eerily similar. Not obviously not as bad, but same kind of thing happened to him, getting rolled up on from behind. And I mean, if if if. You know, that's not something that they want to go down again. It, it seemed like it was pretty obviously that, you know, they ruled they, they said it was questionable pretty, pretty early on. But it's like, I guess it's good that it wasn't a right away. Like, hey, he's out. It's, you know, it's an ankle. He's out. So that that'll be the big thing this week. Um, And again, we'll talk about the Jaguars during the week, but it's kind of probably a little maybe in a tier above the Panthers. Yeah, not a team that really scares you. I know they've mm-hmm. kind of had the, the, the Ravens numbers the last you know, the last handful of years, it feels like. Um, but, you know, I mean, th- those are going to be two big injuries because, like I said, they've, I mean, Stanley, since coming back, has been arguably one of the best left tackles in football. And and Hamilton has played, played very, very well since his his early season struggles. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the injury uh, 
news is on that. And again, I think this is a game that Lamar and, and Roman and them kind of just say, well, whatever, we got the win. We're going to move on defense. Keep doing your thing. And you know, we're on to Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, Ronnie Stanley, uh, com- status on him, at least, you know, we don't know anything officially, but we've got, uh, Lamar Jackson MD at the podium saying, um, that he talked to Ronnie Stanley and that he's good. So if Lamar says that Ronnie says that he's good, then he must be good. Has so, to be good. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. I I haven't really caught anything. Let me just, you know, work the old Twitter search here on Kyle Hamilton. Um, Hopefully, I mean, that looked like more of a knee type of thing, which, you know, could be terrible, could be just like a sprain, could be a hyperextension, could be, I don't know. But um doesn't seem to be much of an update on that. But the good news there, I mean, all things considered, is that safety is a position where we kind of have some guys, um, some depth, at least in the long term, with Marcus Williams coming back. Um, you know, Chuck Clark's a veteran. He's been out there. Geno Stone has, you know, been getting a lot of snaps, and he's been playing well um, in the role that he's playing. So, um, of course you want to see your first round safety out there playing as much as he can and developing and getting better and making an impact. Um, but you know, hopefully it's nothing too severe and we'll see him back out there soon. Um, couple of weird plays in this game, um, was shocked that we were not called for roughing the punter in the first quarter. There. What, what was it? I, I had it on mute at that point and I was, I was in the other room and I just, I saw the replay and I was like, Oh, okay. That, that's roughing. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't I was, know what they're talking. And then I, they kept showing it and I'm like, what, are, what are they looking at? Like, what's going on? I was at the bar with, with sound that wasn't loud, you know, loud enough in a way where I could hear it. Um, so I don't really know the answer, but if that's not roughing the punter, I have a hard time figuring out what is, I mean, you could definitely rock a punter harder than he did, but I mean, the thing it was, I think it was Brandon Stevens. You got to know that, Hey, the punter will be taking a step forward and the ball will be coming off in front of his foot. You got to be diving across him, not, you know, towards him. That was what was most baffling to me. It, I mean, it looked like he should have blocked it, but he kind of half-assed his way in there because he was afraid to do something. And then he like jumped upward and, you know, Hecker took the fall as he should, but he did get hit and it should have been roughing. We kind of got away with one there. Yeah, that that again very bizarre. I don't I don't know what what was said, what the discussion was, but again, I like you said, if that's not roughing, I don't know, I don't know what is, but it's they got away with one, you know. They they we got bogered. We got bogered. We got bogered both ways today. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of bogering going on. So um seemed like some early whistles. Uh I don't know. I don't know. There's always gonna be something in a game like that, and sometimes you just gotta be thankful you came out on the right side of it. <laughs> We got bogered. We got bogered. Yeah. So, you know, team stats, Ravens had 308 yards. Panthers had 205. It's clear who was the better team here today. Um, you want to see the Ravens play a more dominant game against a, a bad opponent at home. But, the you know, it was windy and the weather was cold and oh, they're oh. coming off the bye where it's like, hey, we're just kind of getting our feet back under us. I don't know. It's the, – the wind, I mean, that, that was the whole Twitter pregame discussion with the with the big Jays. They're like, hey, you know, this one end zone, you know, in the stadium, it is. It, I think they said Tucker was missing from like like right on 50. And 
he was even doing his like kind of crow hop kick that they said he was missing wide. And it's like, oh, that's, you know, if, if that was going to be a game, you, know, you didn't want to come down to a field goal. Obviously, against the Panthers, you never do, but it didn't affect anything. No, you know. Yeah. So Harbaugh was was also asked in the post game as to why uh, I want to say the Ravens won the toss and they chose the wind instead of the defer that they usually do. Um, and Harbaugh mm-hmm. said it was because he wanted the wind in the fourth quarter. Which okay, the wind is an impact. You're being strategic about that. Makes sense. Um, from what I remember though, because there were some of us that had a lot of eyeballs on the 13 to three score that would have preferred it to be 16 to three there late in the game that the Ravens were heading in the direction of kicking into the wind in the fourth quarter. So maybe the wind changed directions throughout the game. I, I, I don't know, but it was an interesting um, subplot there for, for some of us for sure. Yeah, that's uh. Well, yeah, and, and and like you're talking, I think I'm picking up on what you're putting down, but Ravens almost covered this game. I think there were a lot of people who thought they were going to cover that game. They cover definitely the look like when Marlon Humphrey picked that ball off at the, at the 38. By the way, there are a couple of turnovers there. I thought Humphrey picked the ball off and, and had got up to like the 38, and they marked the ball at like 40. And then the sack where that Mayfield took on fourth down was definitely at the 32. They marked it at the 35. Those are big yards. Those are big yards. Changes the complexion of that type of thing. So all I'm saying is maybe Boger went across the street uh, early this morning and and did a few things. Bogey. So, I believe it. Yeah. Unrelated, uh, download the Barstool Sportsbook app, uh, promo code GOMD for some sort of $50 of this and $50 of that. I'm not really sure what the details are, but uh, <laughs> that's at least the promotional materials that um, the head honchos at Barstool have uh, relayed to Eric and I. So um, promo code GOMD should be live um, this week. I, I this week. have some details, but I'm not supposed to share them. So uh, this week, though, this week, this is the big week for Maryland. Only two years, two and a half years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two years. I guess two years. years. Yep. So better late than never. Better late than never. That's right. So um, I don't know if there's much more to be said about this one. I mean, this, like, at a certain point, you know, Ravens are up three nothing at a half. It was three three when they were able to kind of take control and get the lead back there. Um, This became, especially with guys getting hurt a little bit. Um, this very much became, became like a, Hey, let's just get our win and get the hell out of here type of game. Mm-hmm. And we were able to have some fun there in the fourth quarter with the, with the defense getting some turnovers and all that. But, um, yeah, it, it's just, I don't know that this podcast needs to be any more than, than, uh, what it is so far, because this game really doesn't deserve that much more. doesn't deserve mu- that much more of our breath. Well, again, it's just, this is a game that nobody will look back on the 2022 season and be like, man, that Panthers game, that was that was fun. That was a good game to go. And again, I re- just being outside this morning and then getting on like Instagram and Twitter and seeing like all the people tailgating, like what an awful game I think to go to. Like, I, I think we can all say that this would not have been a fun game to go to weather wise, game wise. It's like this is one that if you stayed at home or went to the bar, you know, I think you're probably pretty happy with your decision there. Yeah, but definitely by the end of the game here. So um, all in all, I think, you, you know, you take the win, you move forward, you try not to read too much into it. Um, you know, all in all, I would say I feel a little less encouraged about the Ravens than I did coming into the day, but it is what it is. And they're going to go to Jacksonville next week. Road game, like you said, a team that they've had some struggles against historically. 
Um, but those aren't, those are your, your, uh, your younger cousins or your older cousins, Jaguars that we've struggled against. Those are the Blake Bortles Jaguars, you know, um, this might be the first time we've seen Trevor Lawrence. So um, from what I saw earlier this week, the look ahead line was um, Ravens by four. I don't know what the number will be um, as the Jags are coming off their own by, um, but we'll see what the boys can do down there in Jacksonville. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this show. Uh, we'll be back uh, early this week. Um, Thanksgiving week, we'll be doing our turkeys of the year starting five with much anticipated amongst us. Um, we'll have Taylor back at the helm. Um, hope you enjoyed this ride here. Ravens win 13 to three. Um, this has been the instant analysis, uh, week. What is this week? 11. Yeah. Week 11. I think 11. Uh, yeah. Week 11 presented by Jimmy seafood.